Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello, and welcome to Ask a Clean Person, the podcast on ACAST. I'm Jolie Kerr a cleaning expert, advice columnist, and author of the New York Times bestselling book, My Boyfriend Barfed in My Handbag, and Other Things You Can't Ask Martha. My weekly cleaning advice column, Ask a Clean Person, appears on Esquire.com, and you should send your questions about cleaning or anything else, really, to joliecare at gmail.com. With me, as always, is my partner in crime, Dave Lozo. Hey, Dave. Hi. Hi. You excited? Yeah. Yeah, I know you are. I'm really excited, actually. Yeah, I, I know you are. I've had the most fun pre 10 minutes before a show than I've ever had before. And I hey! can't wait. It's great. Oh, but, that hurt my feelings. Oh, see, this is, what I'm talk- <laughs> this, is what, this is what I'm telling you guys. Like, you know. <sighs> well, let's tell the people why you're so excited. Some uh, things are not genetic. Da- <laughs> Dave, Dave is very excited because we have a uh, very, very special guest with us here in the studio. Uh, we are thrilled to welcome my parents mother and father of clean person here in the flesh. I did not spring fully formed from a very tidy cabbage patch. I actually was was created by two flesh and blood humans. Uh, and so we're so excited to have my, my mother, Roseanne, is here with us. Say hi, Mommy. Hi there. And my father, Anil, is here with us too. Say hi, Daddy. Hi, Daddy. <laughs> I, knew, I, knew that was, I knew that was coming. Um, and uh, we, we're, we're very glad to have them for what will either be the best or worst show I have ever done. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm a little nervous about this, you guys. I don't know what they're going to say. Um, well, we were recording but, before we started, right? So we can use all that. Yeah. Well, I, I did, we did give her a Cabbage Patch doll when they were the thing to do. Okay. And I remember hunting all over Bridgeport to find the damn thing. <laughs> <laughs> And, and then she cleaned the, the whole time. She never actually played with it. She I, just. I think she might have made cabbage salad out of that. <laughs> no, I didn't. <clears throat> I'm getting froggy already. No, my cabbage patch doll's name was Imogene. I remember that. Anyway, before we can get into my cabbage patch doll, uh, we want to remind you that we offer bonus episodes and all sorts of other cool rewards to our premium subscribers. If you would like to help underwrite our show by becoming an Ask a Clean Person the podcast patron, Go to patreon.com slash askacleanperson to check out all the packages we're offering and select the level of giving that's right for you. Your support helps us so much, and we would love to hear from you if there are rewards you'd like us to consider making available. We have some new patrons this week. Cool. That, yeah. means, that means money. That does mean money. Money's awesome. Ah, we, love, we do love the money. Money's cool. Um, so we would like to thank Lindy Stevens, Liz Johnson, and Mary Django. Mm. I love that last name. Mary so, ly- so we have good like lyrical last names. Mary Django, murderer. Yeah. Uh, it's a, it's <laughs> like it goes with that, right? Yeah, it does. Informer, yeah. Still Patreon, yeah. <laughs> Django. Um, we also, speaking of our sponsors, well, Dave, we have other we have other other money people to thank. <sighs> money people, are yeah, the best. we love our money people. Um, we um, want to remind you that the company, the mattress company, Sattva Mattress, um, has partnered with us to bring uh, or to sponsor all of our March Lamab episodes, our bed making episodes. We're super excited. Um, we love Sattva's affordable luxury mattresses. They deliver great sleep with their eco-friendly construction, full service delivery, and 120-night home trial. To learn more about them, check out their website at sattvamattress.com. That's S-A-A-T-V-A mattress.com. And I hope that everybody's LaMob is going well. Uh, We are going to check in on that subject in the second segment. But since we have my parents here, I thought we would devote the first segment to shoe shining, which is a thing that my dad learned in school. And then... We also have the, probably one of the weirdest things you've ever taught me, Mommy, um, <laughs> which is saying quite a lot. You've taught me some weird things over the years. Um, uh, but my mom has this old trick to take 
white water rings out of wood. And so we're going to have her talk about that. So basically, we're going to talk about polishing things okay. in the first in the first segment. Um, when do we get to the part where we ask them why you are the way you are? Yeah. <laughs> I, <laughs> Not guilty. You. I, <laughs> I figured we would just we would just pepper those questions in okay. to the into the discussion. Uh, we also have to make my dad tell the story about appearing on yes. the Phil Donahue show, which our patrons will have heard us talk about because we talked about it in the la- in last week's bonus episode, where your dad turned Phil Donahue's audience against Phil. Donahue. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, actually, you know, why don't, Daddy? Why don't we have you open with that story? Give give the people a bit of a f- of a flavor of <laughs> what well, I what I was raised by. Well, I, I don't think this uh, flavor is the right word for this story. <laughs> so, what happened was that we got involved in a case. Um, a woman named Shirley Brown was leaving her home at about seven thirty in the morning, and she slipped on her own sidewalk and fell and broke her hip. So she sued her husband. (laughs) (laughs) Shirley Brown is living the dream. No, I didn't. I couldn't remember. Remember, I said I knew it was some some kind of domestic case, but I couldn't remember what what the details of the case were. Yeah, well, uh, domestic is not even the right word here. (laughs) So anyway, the um, she sued her husband because he didn't shovel the sidewalk and he had left for work at five o'clock that morning. Meanwhile, it had continued to snow. Now, the, the important thing to remember about Shirley Brown is that she was a meter maid. So the question is, who would marry a meter maid? <laughs> so her husband, Bill, it turned out, was a sewer diver. I'm not, you can't make this up, okay? So it had something to do with cleaning because he would put on this diving suit and he would d- dive into the sewer when it got all plugged up and he would clean it out, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, you know, and I had to interview him one day to get answers to questions and stuff. And I was dreading the moment when he had to get into my car <laughs> because there was no office to meet. I, you know, I, I went up. Oh, anyway. So that's where it comes from. You smelled the car as a kid, and then you said, <laughs> right. "I had to keep everything oh, clean." Now that was a different story. When your cousin vomited oh, in my yeah. car. Oh yeah, we've had all those things happen. Yes. Wait, wait, was that cousin like nineteen or twelve? Like, was that uh, a drunken? No, she, she was. We were fairly young. I think. Okay. I think. I think Jay and I were around eight, okay. and so Amy would have been. You weren't coming six. back from a party in high school, and then no, she no, no, no. we were little okay. kids. Okay. We were little. No, we were no, no, no. She she didn't want to be in the car, so she, her protest was to throw <laughs> up, and uh, my she car could was, vomit on command. My car was about a week old, and anyway, let's not go there. Yeah, Ta- <laughs> so, Phil Donahue, Daddy. Yeah, so the story with with Phil Donahue is that the important issue in this case was whether a husband and wife could sue each other. Uh, for negligence or what we call a tort, T-O-R-T. And the Supreme Judicial Court of Massachusetts ruled that, in fact, they could sue each other and they they were going to abrogate the doctrine of intraspousal immunity. And this was big news, but uh, eventually we won that case, but that's a different story too. So anyway, because it was such big news, Phil Donahue was doing a brief segment on the Today Show in the morning and called us in to talk about the case. And he was extremely rude to me, um. and, um, and I was kind of irritated by that. Uh, the other lawyer, by the way, was named Charlie Bloomsack. Anyway, so the show was received very well, so Phil Donahue invited us to his hour-long show, which was the regular Phil Donahue show. And it was um, being taped in uh, Portland, Oregon, in the Rose Park. So I, I agreed to go to this thing. And in preparation for it, I read a book about William Paley, who was the founder of CBS and CBS News. And in that book, I learned that President Roosevelt was one of the most effective speakers on the radio and television because although he was a very fast talker in person, Whenever he got in front of a microphone, he would totally slow down. And this, it turns out, is a very effective way to communicate when you're using a sound amplifying or sound transmitting device because you can't, the the, the brain uh, can't process digital Mm -hmm. sounds and acoustic sounds, uh, analog sounds, 
as easily as it can when it's looking at you and watching your lips and eyes and hands, you know, which is why Italians can speak so well. So, anyway. <laughs> All right. Okay. All right. So, oh. Well, my, my mother is half Italian. So. <laughs> and she just whacked me. So that, you know, that's the other side of the Italian gesture. But like not way. whacked. Right. Like not whacked, but whacked. Yeah. Not yeah. like whacked. Right. Just well, like no, no, this tap, both are tap. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. yeah, you can, it's the, with the H and without the H, you know. <laughs> Okay. Anyway, so, so you go you go to the Phil Donahue show. So I, I went to the Phil Donahue show and I started speaking very slowly. And right at the very beginning of the show, Donahue asked me something or the other, and I said, "Why are you so nervous?" <laughs> and, and that, of course, to- totally threw him right. for a loop. And I started talking about you know what happened with the case. And uh, one of the women asked me what you know what motivated the suit, and I said, "Well, it was insurance money." And, of course, the audience erupted with uh, applause on that and glee, you know, that I had revealed or exposed uh, this metamaid and sewer diver combination. <laughs> you know, <it> was <laughs> Anyhow, um, so uh, Donahue at one point says to me, well, Anil, what is it about this audience? And I said, Phil, they love me. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's awesome. So there you go. Now that, now you've heard the story. I mean, I didn't remember That's all great. of the specific details the lore, the lore that's been handed down in the family is the time that Daddy read the book about audience manipulation and you know tur- turned Phil Donahue's audience against him. So and, that's and they the were booing lore. him too at points. Oh, too, they were right? booing him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 and the funny thing was when when we finished. I, I had more women hand me notes, you know, <laughs> saying, we love you, you're terrific, and so forth. And I stuck them in my pocket, and Roseanne wow. dug in my pocket and said, what's this stuff? Here? <laughs> so, so, guys, there you go. Talk slowly, and you will get phone numbers. There you go. Right. Yeah. yeah. I, wish, I wish I had, had prepared in this way before I went on to the Rachel Ray show, mm. since she was so Rachel, un- you bitch, stop giving me... Shit, <laughs> and then you would have totally won the audience over. Yeah, I probably would have. I you probably did would have. anyway. Mm, I don't know if I did. I got nice feedback from it. Anyway, screw, I don't like to dwell on that. Her. I don't like to dwell on that experience. Rachel Ray. Uh, what I do like to dwell on, however, you're kind is... of going all this being edited. Out <laughs> <right>. <laughs> no, it's fine. No, 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 that's fine. We yeah, can yeah. make fun of Rachel Ray. I don't, I don't oh, yeah. care about her. I'm not her. afraid of her. Um, no, a little bit, maybe. Yeah. Uh, okay, so we so we promised the audience that we would talk about shoe shining, and we and we promised that in part because I've I've said in my in my columns in the past that um, you know I learned to shine my shoes from my dad. Although I should say that I never really fully learned because the trick was always that I just brought my shoes downstairs and said, "Daddy, could you shine these?" It's um, so, a good trick. It's, yeah, it's a good trick. Um, but you know, I, I watched and I learned, and I know how to I know how to polish my shoes. Um, and I now get to share this very embarrassing story that happened recently. Um, that my dad actually promised that he wasn't going to tell, and I I said, "Oh no, no, I'll I'll tell it. It's okay." I don't about, remember anything. About <laughs> um, what was it? About a month ago, Daddy. I have no I called memory. you. Okay. I don't. I, who are you? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know you know who I am because it's like looking in the mirror. You guys, you can't see us. I look just like my dad. No. Mm. No, mm. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have a little. Yeah, I was gonna say. I feel like it's more. It's more mom than. Yeah. Really? Uh, I mean, there's. I look just like my dad. No, sorry about that. <laughs> Well, now, All right. now that well, I've anyway, lost my poor, hair, you can say poor, anything. <laughs> <laughs> the poor people listening are like, the, I don't, I can't see them, so this is really boring. So anyway, so about a month ago, I had, I had gone out, I had, I had cleaned out my closet, and as part of my closet clean out, I had had an old thing of shoe polish that was that was cooked, and so I tossed it out, and I went to the Dwayne Reed and I bought myself a new tin of shoe polish, and. I got it home and I didn't need it immediately. I just bought it because I knew I would eventually need it. And then I went to polish something and I pulled out the tin and I couldn't get the thing open. It was like a Mensa test. Like I was like, I am an educated and resourceful woman and I cannot open a tin of shoe polish. So I called, I called my daddy. 
Oh, boy. In the middle of the day. I mean, I called him at the office. It was, it was like really. He's got a lot of important things going on. Really and he's like, hold on. My daughter moment. needs to open up a thing of shoe polish. <laughs> How old is she? Like seven? Yeah. No. Yeah. That's, no. that's the other thing, you guys. <laughs> I'm 40. I am a 40-year-old woman who called her daddy in the office in the middle of the workday to ask how you open a tin of shoe polish. Was she on speaker? Did you, did you at least do that for, for her? I, I told you I have no memory of this. <laughs> anyway, he knew, he knew exactly what the problem was. The pro- so I'm going to tell you guys what the, what the problem was. I had bought a tin of Kiwi shoe polish, and there's like a key on the front of it. And I was pinching it away from the tin when actually what needs to be done is it turns upwards and the key goes under the lip of the lid and pops it off. So that's how you open a tin of shoe polish, which is the most important part of the lesson that you're going to learn today, because if you can't open the shoe polish, you can't polish your shoes, right? Yes, it's a twist key, not a push key. Mm. Right. Exactly. Okay. So let's. So with that, now that you know know how to open a tin of shoe polish, <laughs> I'm gonna turn this over to you, Daddy, and give your your rundown on basic shoe polishing. And then I think you also wanted to talk about spit shining, because that was a thing that you did in school. Yeah. And, and before I go there, I will tell you I did ask Jolie, did you buy the kind of can which has a twist key, or did you buy the kind <laughs> which has the depression push down? and pop up the lid thing. And she said, what are you talking about? <laughs> so, anyhow, we, she got it open. I did. I got it open. I got it open. How long, how long were you on the phone for? 45? Uh, 50 minutes? No, it was like a two-minute phone call. <laughs> really. it, was a, it was a very, very fast phone call. Okay. He doesn't, um, he doesn't remember. Well, so she, yeah. she, she began by saying, promise me that you won't laugh. And I still haven't. I, 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 have I not. Did. I kept my promise. I have not I laughed. Said, I said, don't make fun of me for this one. Okay, so okay. With, with, with shoe polishing, I went to a boarding school, and it was a British military boarding school in India. Mm-hmm. So we wore uniforms, and we had cap-toe black shoes, and we had to polish them every single night. So that there are two ways to polish shoes effectively. One is to take a piece of cloth and dip it into the polish. And by the way, you're talking about wax polish, not one of these liquidy things. And then you rub it onto the shoe. And the other is to take a small brush, uh, which has a smaller head, and you you dip it into the polish. And you kind of have to bang it a little bit so that the polish accumulates on it. And then you brush the polish on. Uh, The uh, problem with the brush is that after a while, when the polish dries up, uh, it starts cracking as you're whacking the brush. So you get it spraying all over the place. Therefore. Having the cloth is a good idea because then you can use the cloth to actually pick up chunks of polish and rub them onto the leather. And if you do this every day, it keeps the leather soft and supple. But once you've got the polish on, you then take a buffing brush and you have to, you stick your hand in the shoe and you buff the the shoe on uh, each side uh, across the front, the heel, um, and you you get this great gloss that comes up uh, because you've uh, essentially uh, buffed the polish away, left a thin layer on, and you've got this nice little shine to it. However, for important occasions, uh, of which we had one every year, and this was our Founders Day Parade, we would spit polish our shoes, which mm-hmm. meant that you would take the uh, the cap, the toe cap, and you would polish it up so that it looked like um, those, uh, <coughs> uh, you know, the formal shoes that people wear with uh, with tuxes that... Um, like uh, patent leather. Uh, you know, yeah. they, they look like patent leather. So you're basically trying to get that same look. So what you do with that is you, you after you've polished the shoe uh, all around, you then work on the cap. And, and you don't want to do the cap first because uh, then you'll have to do the rest of the shoe and you'll end up putting your hand on the cap and mucking it up. So what you do is you, you this time you have to have a piece of cloth. So you, you dip the polish in the cloth and you rub it on the toe cap in small concentric circles. But as you're doing this, you, ha- you need to put some spit on the shoe which is why it's called spit polishing. Makes sense. Now, now, folks out there, please do not lick the cloth which has <laughs> the polish on it. Okay? So you, you actually have to spit, and you have to be able to control your spit, so you only get it on the cap. 
All right. So and how much spit? How much spit are we talking uh, about? A little bit. A little bit. <laughs> <laughs> like a, like a <laughs> you know, I mean, just a little bit at a time. You you can do this with water, but then it's not spit polish. It's yeah. like you yeah. Know. And actually, the saliva is better. So so for those of you who are sort of curious about wanting to try this out, if you go to YouTube and just put in spit shine, how to. There are lots and lots of videos on YouTube about spit shining. Most of them are U.S. military guys showing how to do it. Because um, that's, I mean, I think at this stage in the game, the only people who are still spit shining are military um, Yeah, probably. So, so there's um, one last step to all of this. Okay. So when you're finished with this, you then put the, you hold the shoe between your knees with the toe cap pointing out, and you buff it with a piece of cloth so you're going uh, across the thing, and you're going back and forth with the piece of cloth, and that brings out that patent leather type of shine. There you right. go. So one last thing to say about this. So this, this is part of what you'll see in the YouTube video, is that actually there is something to the saliva that polishes better than straight water. So while you can do it with water, you know, and then it's not spit shining, it's also not quite as good. So there is just something about the, the – it must just be the enzymes that are in saliva – it's called spit and spin. Oh, very good one, Daddy. All righty. So listen, before we, before we take a break and move into our, our second segment in which we'll talk about bed making and how I got this way, that's <laughs> where the fun will come out. Let's, let's, since we're on the subject of polishing, let's, Mommy, I want you to talk about the old butter and ash trick and the white water rings. And I want to know where you learned this from because I don't know that. Uh, I think I learned it from my mother. From Grandma Peggy? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, basically all it is is you take a little but soft butter, uh, preferably unsalted, and make a paste with ash, like cigar ash, right. which we have yeah. plenty of. Pop, pop. My, gr- my maternal grandfather was a cigar smoker, pop-op. Right. So there was cigar was ash in spades. Right. So then you make like a little paste. And then you rub it into this spot. And what it's, what's happening is the, uh, abra- uh, the uh, paste is abrasive. And right, because of the ash. Right, and, but it's the, uh, the butter is also uh, emollient. Mm-hmm. So the, the, the uh, uh, butter and ash po- potion gets out the, slowly and inexorably. Right gets the ring out. So to to use that, it's sort of actually the same thing as polishing shoes in a lot of ways. You need a soft cloth. Right. You you dip the cloth into this. It's, listen, I've done it and it's, it's a little on the disgusting side. Right. Because it's, you know. It is. It's, it smells basically is probably the problem with it. It probably smells good though, like cigar smell and butter smell No, it's cigar ash smell though. It's not cigar smell. It's all, it's all It smells pretty bad. It smells pretty rancid. No, it's 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 the ash end of the cigar, so. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it's, it doesn't, it doesn't smell, it doesn't smell good. Um, (laughs) The ash end, I'm there, I'm there now. Take me a second. And then, so you dip your, you dip your soft cloth in there, like an old t-shirt is perfect for this, and you just work around the water marks in a circular motion and you just sort of keep going and keep going and then flip the cloth to a clean side of it and wipe the ash away and it works so i've written about that trick um i wrote about it for for a column at deadspin and i had the person who had emailed me had had a sink that was leaking over the front of his wood kitchen cabinets so he had water streaks all the way down the the lower fronts of his kitchen cabinets and I said, okay, well, listen, this is what you're going to do. That's a pretty vast right. white water stain, so it may take you a while. Um, but he went and he did it, and he, and he not only did he do that, but he sent me his after photos and a whole recap of how it went. And then I wrote the column and was able to share the after photos because I had them. And so people were – I mean, first of all, they loved the fact that it's just this w- totally weird – potion it is, it is weird it's totally weird um but also being able to see the before and after yeah. and seeing that how you know the, right. the difference between it was was pretty cool now i have so. a question did he do like yeah. in karate kid ash on ash on? Uh, he may have he may have you know there are a lot of karate kid references in my book because the wax on wax off is a very good cultural yeah. reference to give to people in the written word when you're trying to explain how to how to polish something um, so you just replace wax with like 
White vinegar on. Yes, white, white vinegar, vinegar on, off. white vinegar off. Exactly. Okay. That's useful. Um, all right, you guys. So listen, this is a good time for us to take a quick break. Dave and I will be right back with more from my parents. This is Ask a Clean Person podcast. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Welcome back to Ask a Clean Person, the podcast. I'm Jolie Care. Dave and I have been talking to my parents. Dave has questions. Uh, okay. Dave has questions. So Dave has questions. Let's, let's, let's let Dave go loose. Yeah. <laughs> right. Run wild on them. The, the bed making. Now, now, did you lock her in a room when she didn't make her bed as a kid? Is that why today she's constantly telling people to make their beds? <laughs> or is this just sort of a natural thing, like a rebellion? Because you never made your beds. You go first. <laughs> and then I'll tell the truth. <laughs> no, by the time she went away to boarding school. Oh, that's where it is. Yeah. Uh, she did make her bed and yeah. was very, very conscious about being neat. But not, yeah. bef- not before she left. No, 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 no. I was right before? No, 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 no. Well, well before boarding yeah. school. Well before. Okay, yeah. okay. Well before boarding school. And, and also, wait, I need to interject something when we say boarding school we mean prep school we don't mean reform school <laughs> right. uh, you were smoking and spray painting stuff all over yeah town. apparently i i uh such as such as the bubble in which i was raised um that i didn't realize that that the term boarding school also was used to mean reform school until about mm, two or three years ago oh. <laughs> uh, and i had to have that explained to me so anyway, I just want to clarify that I, I wasn't I wasn't sent away because I was a juvenile delinquent. No, they, they just wanted some free time. No, just wanted, they yeah. wanted so my my, yeah. my my take on this bed uh, business is that it's a c- combination of genetics, compulsion, and osmosis. Hmm. So the genetics is from her mother because her mother Roseanne always wanted to make sure the beds were done in the house every okay. morning. Mm. Yes. And okay. so I, that's partly genetics and compulsion. The osmosis comes from my having gone to this military boarding school. Yeah, I was going to say. Where we, were, we had to make our beds every single morning. And they would actually come and check to make sure that we had done them right. Uh, so that, that's where it comes from. Did you come yeah. and check her bed? Uh, no. Okay. No. That was mom's job. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> no. But she was very neat. No, I, there wasn't a, yeah, I mean, that's the thing. It wasn't like a, they right. didn't need to check because I just did not, or they didn't need to ask either. I just did it on my own. Right. I was, I'm like Gaga. I was born this way. No, so like right. if her mom was like a flower arranger today, you would have a podcast about like arranging flowers. Possibly. You love flowers. That's where it comes she from. Is quite, she, she, she is, is quite good with flowers, oh, actually. Yeah. Oh, I, oh, huh. I unfortunately did not get the, the green thumb from the Italian side of the family. I have a black thumb, which is sad right. for me. Right. That's okay. That's my genes. I'll take Mm. it. Um, But I I want to interject. Again. A few things. Objection, Your Honor. Yeah. Yeah, Right. No, I have have a few things. I just want the audience to know you're pointing your finger at me. Yeah, I'm giving you the (laughs) case finger. I'm giving you the the case finger. Um, That, you know, you can't put this entirely on mommy's side of the family because your sisters dropped the dime that... The clean personism also comes from your side of the family and that your mother was compulsive about being clean and was a germaphobe. And so I don't think that you can I don't think you can lay this one entirely on Mm -hmm. the on the maternal line. Response? No, no, I I think that's true. My my mother was an absolute germaphobe. And I am a cleanophobe, but I hate to shake hands with people. Oh, I'm sorry. Who have about sweaty that, hands and things. In. Oh. No, it's okay. You 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 had enough beer, so your hands are not sweating. <laughs> um, anyhow, um, yeah, I, I have that trait in me too. Yeah. Huh. Although I'm not a germaphobe, so I don't. That stuff doesn't bother me in the least. Um, and I and I will say I'm much more. So my my mother's sister 
my Auntie Ellen, is very tidy and clean in the same way that I'm tidy and clean. If you remember, Dave, we were talking about my refrigerator, that that's the point at which people realize that I'm truly nuts. That if they, <laughs> right. if they see the inside of my refrigerator. Uh -oh. um, so I always say, I can't remember if I said it in the full episode last week or the bonus. I think it was probably in the bonus episode. So for those of you who didn't hear that. You should get on that. Listen to the bonus. One, episode. you should get on that. You should subscribe to them. They really are fun. Like we have, we have a really They're good the time best. with them. I mean, I'm biased, great. but I would pay money to listen to those. Yeah, <laughs> um, it's just me though. Um, so I was saying that the the point at which people usually have their come to Jesus moment with how crazy I am is when they see me open my refrigerator and they get a glimpse of the inside of my refrigerator, and I have actually had someone back slowly away from me <laughs> upon seeing the inside of my refrigerator because it's so clean and it's so organized and it's like it's cre it's creepy it's called, <laughs> the, it's called the come to sub-zero moment yeah <laughs> that is a good one but that's how Auntie Ellen is like right just everything is very orderly um, so I, I do think that most of that probably probably does come down the maternal line but it, but it come by it honestly on both sides um, of the family. Okay, I have one more question. Okay. Do you know about her dirty water fetish? Where she, <laughs> lo where she loves to have her, like, readers and listeners send her tubs full of dirty water after they've washed things in the tub. She wants to see the dirty water. Do you have any sort of insight into that? <laughs> the look on your mom's <laughs> face right now is so great. <laughs> she had no idea. No. <laughs> you mean so, this, this is the boarding school that we didn't send her to? <laughs> right. No, so let, so let me let me explain the setup here. So a lot of times I advocate for people who have um, deeply stained items that they soak them for a long period of time in detergent or a whitening booster or so, something. This oftentimes comes into play with baseball caps. That baseball caps, as you know, are just full of sweat and grime, and if ma women are wearing them, makeup. Um, we, did, we did a hockey equipment one once <laughs> where people washed hockey equipment, which is the dirtiest, sweatiest, grossest thing ever, and the water was so brown and dark, it was disgusting, and she could not get enough of it. I love them. So, so, oh. so, people, so people do this. They soak their, their heavily soiled items um, you know, in the sink or the bathtub or a utility bucket, and then when they take them out, the water is, you know, gray all all different hues really there's and and different it's a rainbow of filth different really. soiled items create different hues of dirty water and i i have a whole catalog of I am not here. responsible for this <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say really and so and so they send me the photos of the dirty wash water they they tweet them at me and i love it it's like so satisfying and gross and i love it and i i get really excited about it and partly i get excited because when i have something that i like once a year i soak my curtains because my curtains just get filled. I live right. in New York. They get filthy. And the, and the water afterwards is just staggering. It's just so disgusting. Um, and I get excited. satisfying in some way. I don't know. You see the, the well, end we used result. To have a, we had a kid in my boarding school who <laughs> they, whom they should have soaked because he used to have, he used to have green marks around his neck oh. and behind oh. his knees. Oh. It, was, it, was, it was like moss, you know. <laughs> Now he's prime minister. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> prime minister of Massachusetts. I don't know. But but, a, but actually, that which that brings me to this other story that I want to tell. This kind of this is kind of a famous. This is a jolly story about boarding school, and it's kind of a famous story in our family um, that has that has come back around a few times again. So, the high school I went to is called St. Mark's School. It's in Southborough, Massachusetts. I'm calling them right out. They hate. They hate this story. St. Mark's. They hate this story, and they should hate this story, and I love telling it. Um, and part of the reason that it's, that it's come back around is very much by happenstance. My book editor, Allison Lorenzen, is also a graduate of the same school that I went to. Mm. Um, we were five years apart, so we didn't overlap, but her younger brother and I were classmates. Um, so it's just a total coincidence. And the, so the first time that Allison and I met in person was right after we signed the contract for my boyfriend barfed and we went out for cocktails and you know to celebrate and i said to her i said allison I, this is kind of a funny question but by any chance do you have an older brother named christian and she said yes i do and i said oh well christian and i went to high school together she said, wait you went to st mark's i went to st mark's 
So we're having this moment of it's a tiny it's a school of 320 students grades 9 to 12. It's tiny. There were 70 kids in my graduating class. So the fact that Alice the, that my book editor also went there is just defies expectations. But so we're we're bonding and I said, "Oh, I have to tell you the story because you will really love it." When I was a fifth form, so a junior in high school, I had a single room. And I went, I went away for Christmas break. I went home for Christmas break. And I left my room the way that it always is with the bed made and the clothes put away and so on and so forth. And I came back from Christmas break. My parents dropped me off at the dorm and dropped my stuff and they took off. And I went up with relief. Like they ran away. Yeah, thank, right. thank Pushed God her out that's of the car over. while I was still moving. <laughs> God, See ya. Thank God the school will still take her back. <laughs> um, and I and I went upstairs and I opened the door. Now at this time in the school's history, our rooms did not have locks on them. Oh wow. Um, and they do now. And I my my classmates and I constantly spit with anger over it because we've said, back in my day, <laughs> back in my day, um, which is actually really fun to now be at the point in life where I can stay back in my day. Um, back in the 90s. Back in the 90s, yeah. So I, the kids call so it. The, so the, um, but this is pertinent to the story. So I go, I open my dorm room and I stepped one foot in the room and I went, someone has been in this room. Someone has been sleeping in my bed. Someone literally, the some, literally, someone has been sleeping in my bed. I mean, it was just like I didn't leave this room this way. Someone and, ate my kanji. <laughs> and somebody so, didn't make my bed. So I went to. Well, the bed was made. Oh, but it wasn't made the right way. But it wasn't made the way I make it. Sure. And I, someone had been clearly had been in my room. <laughs> and was the I, porridge too hot? I the porridge was too hot. <laughs> I was like, well, I didn't know what had happened. I mean, I, you know, I didn't know what had happened. So I go to my dorm head and I say, Mr. Souter, I, this is a little bit odd, but I, someone has been in my room. And he says, oh, Jolie, oh my gosh, I am so sorry. I meant to come down right when you got back to school and it totally slipped my mind. Uh, yes, indeed, someone was in your room. My wife's mother was visiting <laughs> over the holidays, and she brought her boyfriend with her. Oh, no. And <laughs> we couldn't have them sleeping in the same bed, which in hindsight is like bonkers, right? <laughs> that, uh, which is also not the craziest thing about the story, but very crazy. And he says, so we, so we put her boyfriend in your room because <laughs> you always have the cleanest dorm room. And... We we t we stripped the sheets afterwards and we washed them and we remade the bed, and I said, oh oh okay. <laughs> now, now I understand. But the reason that I knew was because I walked in and the bed was not made in the way that I make the bed. Mm -hmm. So all of you who need a new reason to make the bed, make the bed so you know that when an intruder comes in and sleeps in your bed, an intruder. <laughs> <laughs> You'll know that it happened. Right. So here, the the thing about this is, is that as I'm telling this story, right, so this was this happened to me. I was 16 years old when I when this happened, and you two behave yourselves over there. Dave and my dad are like, We're not it's doing like anything. it's like wild animals. We're sorry. It, We're it's listening. okay. No, it's okay. You could be wild animals. So here's the thing. I was 16 when this happened, and you know how when you're a kid, like you kind of accept things, and it's not until a lot later that you realize how how wrong they were. It uh -oh. wasn't some, in some some stuff's going to come out now. Well, no, it wasn't that. It was that it wasn't until I told Allison this story, which I was telling her to illustrate that I had always been a clean person and that I had the cleanest dorm room at St. Mark's. And it wasn't until I was an adult and telling this story that I realized that it's totally inappropriate to put a 60 or 70 year old man in a 16 year old girl's bed in her room without telling her. I mean, that's creepy. Like my underwear were in there. It's weird. It is creepy. I agree. It's very mm. creepy. And the thing is, the, in this day and age, it would never happen. The fact that they had to wash the sheets after he slept there one night makes me wonder if there may not have well, been no, a midnight you should visit. You, I, the, I don't care the, what he did in there. No, if a stranger sleeps they, in your well, sheets, you... I mean, you think that's the minimum they could do is wash the sheets. I right. hope that they washed them before he got in there, too, because he shouldn't have been sleeping on my... You know, 
the whole thing was totally inappropriate. They should have given him different sheets. They yeah. This this school or a hotel room. <laughs> the school capital T capital S <laughs> hates this story, <laughs> and I love to oh, tell it because they hate it's it so a, much. It's a scandalous yeah, thing it's up scandal, there. Scandal, yeah, exactly. So anyway, there's there's one of my I mean, stories. This, this is almost making. like the the WikiLeaks of Saint Mark. It <laughs> is like the WikiLeaks of Saint. Well, listen, I have worse stories. That they certainly do not want me to be telling that I'm not going to tell. Because there are other, you know, other people's story I'm not going to tell. You can write a let book, me, the I mean, bedwetter of St. Mark's. <laughs> um, yeah, like he went to every single dorm room throughout the entire <laughs> campus and slept in it. and then. I mean, there was so much going on at that school. It was. Tell know. some stories. No. It's a podcast. There's yeah, no time limit on a podcast. No, I want to read some testimonials. Uh, Dave asked for. Dave asked for testimonials about bed making and testi- did I? I testimonials. I, I shall give. This. You did. You asked last week. I'm taking your dad's pl- uh, move, and I don't remember that. Actually okay, good happening. one. That was, that was Jesus, <laughs> this was really a bad idea to introduce you to. <laughs> yeah, so, right. It really was. <laughs> so I, I think we're going to go get a beer. So <laughs> I know. I know, and I'm worried what comes. Yeah. Out. I'm worried you guys are going to start like texting each other. It's going to be a hot bromance between Dave and my dad. Yeah, not, I don't want to promise anything, but <laughs> the Phil Donahue story. Are you a golfer, Dave? I suck at golf. Oh. I'm really bad. Because he'll probably invite you up to Boston to go golfing with him. Yeah, I'll give, give you some lessons. Yeah, like I like I've literally never broken 110 on a golf course. Like I'm so I, I can I'm good at any other sport. Golf, I don't know how I can play hockey. I don't have know. You, I, I don't. And if you can play hockey, you can play golf. That's what everybody have you, says. Have you ever broken a club? You mean like out of anger? Yes. Oh, okay. Right. <laughs> yeah. so that's your first problem. <laughs> You're, good no, you're not good enough to be angry. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So let's let's re- let's read some some testimonials about uh, people who have joined in my bed making challenge in March and have had positive experience. Mm-hmm. So, so you, mommy and daddy, you have to know this. Dave is a bed making denier, uh, and that's okay. He he his philosophy is that life is too short to bother. Does he generate carbon dioxide in his bed? I don't. I don't know. Oh, you don't have to answer. That. <laughs> <laughs> but he. But he. Cha- mean, but he changes his sheets uh, every other week. Yeah, so two, two to I, three. Two to three. I. I'd, I'd rather kidding? have clean oh, clean oops. sheets than an, an unmade yeah. bed than dirty sheets and a made bed. Wait, wait. Where does the carbon dioxide come in for the bed making argument? Does that reduce she carbon? Said, she said you were a bed making denier. Oh, so I was thinking like about the climate change, change denier. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm, me and your you dad are still close. We're almost in the same wavelength all the time. That was, right. yeah, yeah. That, was, that was good. Yeah. I, I thought he was making a farting joke about me farting. I, I, I actually thought so, too. That's, that's where I thought I, he was. I thought yeah, so yeah. Too, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So let's hear Which some of, some of these. So, so these are... Um, these are testimonials, probably most of which I pulled from Deadspin comments. Probably some of them came... Maybe from emails, maybe a couple Jezebel comments, maybe some old hairpin comments. Um, so they should be uh, from... You, you should get clean sheets at least once a week. I mean, your skin sloughs on them and stuff. That's gross. Yeah, all right, people, you heard it here <laughs> first. There it is. You heard it here first. So yeah. I, do, I change my sheets once a week. Yeah, so I think maybe you got that from me. I mean, I, maybe I'm a germaphobe and a sheetophobe. Yeah, well, the, the, the sheet changing thing is... Once a week or once every other week, both are fine. And you know, it's just—it's really just your your preference about how you feel. And there are factors that contribute to why you would want to sh- clean the sheets more often or less often. So, if you if there are if there are multiple people sleeping in the bed versus one person sleeping in the bed, if there, which is the question that we got last week about the husband and wife. Um, oh, what did they ever say about that? They, they well, they I haven't heard you? back from them. No. Um, thanks, um, thanks for listening. <laughs> well, the, I mean, the episode just came out two days ago. Um, it's, it's plenty of time. So there's that factor to consider. There's a factor to consider in terms of what you sleep in. If you sleep in the nude, you probably will want to wash the sheets more frequently than someone who sleeps in full pajamas. How about if you sleep in the polyester? <laughs> <laughs> if you sleep, if you're a hot sleeper, so if you have frequent night sweats, you probably want to wash the sheets more often than someone who's a very cold sleeper. So that those are the different factors that help you determine how often to wash or to change the bed sheets. Um, but but standard is once a week, once every other week. Um, and that and there are, there are other factors too, like how much time you have. You know, um, if you travel a lot, if you travel a lot and you only sleep in your bed half of the week, you don't need to change the sheets once a week. 
change them out. And if, you, and if you let your uh, mother-in-law's boyfriend sleep <laughs> in your student's bed, then you better wash them right away. Because <laughs> who knows how, what that guy did in there. How long do you think it's going to take for me to hear from St. Mark's about telling that story? Is it how, much, how much trouble do you think I'm going to be in? You think they're going to expel no. me at this late... Late stage? No. no. But I think you should, you you should tell them that you'll publish a book called The Hot Sleeper of St. Mark's. <laughs> 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 All right. Let me, let me read you some of these testimo testimonials here because these are cute. Okay. So here's the first one. <laughs> Nothing long or drawn out. I just wanted to let you know how much I have appreciated your column. Your insistent that, insistence that making the bed will make a difference has made a huge difference especially since I moved across the country and into a tiny studio apartment. Also, I don't know, there's just a general feeling of empowerment that goes with feeling like an adult. So there's one, Dave. Why, why should she, she look at me when she says that? Because you think, I feel like you, you think I'm making this up, and I'm not. I think you're projecting. Because you I'm grew up not. in a club. Yeah. Okay, all right. Here. It's three iron, too. It's just <laughs> here's, here's another one. Can make clean contact. Um. <sighs> You too. Peanut gallery over here. Uh, I was 180 right. yards away, and it just, uh, sorry. Uh, no. I, I felt like I had the muscle for it. But All right. Um, here's another one. Look. I'm participating in La Mob, and I'm loving it so far. The bedroom really does look so much tidier with a made bed, and plus, why else did I buy pillow shams but to use them on pillows that decorated the bedscape instead of living in a sloppy pile next to the bedside table? All right. Then here's another one. In truth, I'm not a particularly neat person, but I took your love mob advice to heart, and it has truly changed my life. Ch changing lives, Dave. That's what we're doing here. We are changing lives. But are they one, for the better? One bed at a time. Who knows? All right. Who can here, say? Here's, here's the last one. My partner and I got a jump on the bed making during February. I didn't even have to ask him. I just started making my side of the bed. We have a two duvet system since one of us is too hot, one is too cold, and half of us are blanket hogs. Wait, how does that work? Will you share about oh. somebody in the two duvet system? Oh, I'm going to talk this. about We're going to do that next week when we do alternative ways to make that. That's what I do. Oh. Yeah, because I can't, I can't be trusted in a bed with another human to share. So I have to have my own my own. Blanket. I want to hear or, more about that. Or uh, more, more correctly, the other person has to have his own blanket because I'm a blanket hog. This is the hot sleeper special. <laughs> yeah. And actually, it ends up working out well because I'm, I tend to be a cold sleeper. And so I like a lot of blankies. And to, to make a gross generalization about one gender. Mm -hmm. Men tend to be hotter sleepers. Yeah, women like so, yeah. yeah, so having a two duvet system means that you can have one that's heavyweight and one that's lightweight. Um, so both people can sleep with the weight of co cover that they're comfortable with. Hmm. Oh yeah, we'll go into a whole song and dance yeah, about I, this. Th that's genetic week. because... Well, you guys do this too. You yeah. guys have separate well, we have blankets. Well, we have a two duvet system. It's, right. it's her duvet and no duvet. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so here's this last, this last one. Uh, let me, where did we leave off? Oh, yeah. Okay, so we have a two duvet system. Since one of us is too hot, one is too cold, and half of us are blanket hogs. I know which one is a blanket hog, too. It's the one who's too hot because I'm... That's me. That's me in any relationship. Wait, why would you hog the blanket if you were too hot? If you were too hot. Too cold. I'm oh, sorry, the too cold oh, one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So she says she's she's the sub zero thing. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So she's she's making her side of the bed climb, and then she continues. Change. And then he started making his side without me even asking. This I'm is sure a, she gave us. This is a cleaning though, breakthrough. Clean. Dave, yeah. let me finish the sorry, letter. I'm just saying. This is a cleaning breakthrough. Anyway, thanks for the mob. It's a small step, but it's a step we're taking together. All right, let me read Aww. some of my testimonials. <laughs> Dear Dave. Dear Dave. I went to make my bed, and it took so long that I missed my train. When I missed my train, I was late for work. When I got to work, I was fired, and it was all because I spent seven minutes making my bed. I'll never make my bed again because it cost me my job, my life, and my family. Sincerely, I don't know, Bob. Bob. <laughs> Dave. <laughs> Dave. 
Wow. How about that? How about that? That was a good, that was a good one. Did somebody I'm write that book, The House That Jack Built, and you could, you know, this is the bed that Dave made? I'm, 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 I'm very impressed with your, your creative skills and coming up with that on the fly. Well, I had three beers before I came here, you so did. Everything's, I know. everything's loose. loose. Everything's feeling good. All right, listen, we're, we're about to wrap this baby up. You got oh. any more questions ah. for my parents? Get, get oh, genius. Got, wait, she has something she wants to say. Oh, mommy, no. you have something you want to no, say? No, I don't. No. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what did I... Do and I had you. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, you, you mommy. Could, you could fess up that you make me wash your your vase and all that stuff. No, he he makes my coffee in the morning. That he too. thinks yes. it. And, and you he carries it up three flights of stairs. Oh, yes, wow. he does. You you yes. yes. You're very spoiled. Yes, you, I am. You have room service, daily room service. Yes, in my bed. Yeah. My perfect yeah. bed. Wow, so what do you do like on anniversaries and birthdays? How do you step it up from there? I usually tell her room Jewelry. service is closed. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I, get, I get to play golf. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. All right, you I guys, any, anything slice, else? The worst slice. It anything else you want to add about me and why I'm this way? No, she was just a darling little girl. We, we, yeah, what happened? We love you. But yeah. what happened? <laughs> <laughs> this is good. I feel like it's almost yeah. like family therapy, and I'm just like the psychiatrist who's just like, how does that make you feel? Yeah. Because <laughs> I thought of you as a patient. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, you yes. guys. Well, listen, on that note, That'll do it for this episode of Ask a Cleave Person, the podcast sponsored by Satva Mattress. Thank you, Satva. We want to remind you guys to go check out their great mattresses and lots of other stuff other than mattresses too at Satva, S-A-A-T-V-A mattress.com. Um, if you guys like what you heard today, please consider becoming a patron by going to patreon.com slash person and selecting one of the amazing rewards we're offering to our listeners. We would also love it if you would subscribe on Acast or iTunes, leave a rating, and tell your pals about this weird little cleaning show that you love so very much. And of course, thank you to you for joining us for another episode of Ask a Clean Person, the podcast, the most special episode because it was the episode featuring my parents. And I want to say a big thank you, Mommy and Daddy, for joining us. I'm very excited to have you here. And I think this was great, and it was great fun. And I think our listeners are just going to love hearing from you guys. If, so if I have you. more questions, can I just text you or email you guys if anything Absolutely. comes up? Good, because I, yeah, feel like well, I, I feel like I have more, and I'm just not remembering what they I, are. I feel like you will eventually. We, we could keep them on like on like speed dial for when we're recording when right. you're like she's like really thing. she's yeah. like really yeah we get like a spider phone what about white uh, vinegar you have any insight <laughs> into her love of white vinegar was that is that from you too or no no that's that's me that's, that's me yeah okay. that's me because that's her answer for everything is white vinegar mm-hmm. i spread my ankle and she said yeah. put white vinegar Oxy. on it yeah mommy loves oxy mommy yeah. love mommy love billy Mays. oh how do you feel about febreze uh, how oh. do I feel like? Uh, not good. That's Definitely not, that's, silent. That, that's not that's a positive. That's not a positive sign. Yeah. Febreze is great. You got to try yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, that Febreze stuff is. that stinks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. All right, all right, you guys. We're gonna we're gonna sign off. Thank you so much for listening, and we will catch you on next week's episode when we're gonna talk about alternative ways to make the bed and night sweats and, and double duvet. Gym. Well, that's the alternative. That's one of the alternative ways in right. double duvet systems. So. Get excited for that, you guys. I hope everyone's Lamav is going great. Bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.